Welcome to another episode of the Roach Coach Podcast, the journey to create the new metal canon. My name is Lauren Kozlowski. With me, as always, is the Indigo Angel, Jennifer Sosha. Hello. And the original Roach Rider, Mr. Matt Nas. Keep it rolling, baby. There we go. Ladies and gentlemen, we're back with you, back talking about new metal for another week. And this week, we're talking about a band that's been recommended to us, has always been hanging out. I think we've almost done this album, I don't know, like 15 times. It's it's always been on the short, short list, and it gets bumped down, but it's finally time. We're talking about Grade 8 and their album, Grade 8. We're going to talk all about this record. We're going to talk about the visuals. We're going to talk about how there's one song on here, Jenny, that you said brings you nothing but laughter and joy. That's right. Every time. Every time. We're going to talk all about this record. But before we do, we have got to talk about who's tweeting. Who's tweeting? Who is? And more importantly, who is possibly doing new metal, but maybe, maybe not? It's up for debate. Who's possibly doing new metal? Maybe, maybe not. Maybe. So I received a couple DMs today about a performance by Doja Cat. On the European MTV Video Music Awards, in which she performed her song Say So, but she did it, according to these people, new metal style. So I was like, okay, you have my attention, I will watch this. So I watched this, and I sent it over to you, Jenny, and you watched it as well. That's right. And I think you made a pretty good comment that, I, I'll just I'll just toss over to you. Well, I just said that. You can't just slap a guitar on something and call it new metal. I could see the top of this performance starting to veer in a new metal direction. I can see the middle of this performance that is just Chug having some new metal. However, overall, this is not new metal. And I told Lauren, this veers more into your beloved Christmas metal category. <laughs> there are a lot of very very epic and noodly solos and i'll tell you where you're not gonna find those that's a new metal new metal is nearly solo proof (laughs) the the aesthetically the band was giving me a little bit of like fin troll vibes like they had some prosthetics uh but they looked like shredders and they were shredding and it was a lot more of that like anthemic metal and just general like if somebody was like we need rock and roll band to do rock and roll (laughs) that's what i got now look nobody dm'd me about this okay so maybe they knew (laughs) but if you dm lauren about something like this unfortunately you're probably going to get my opinion about it too it was a very fun performance. Very fun. I mean, up top, she comes through a TV screen like... Should I play a little bit? The chick in the ring? Uh, Yeah. Yeah, Matt. All right. Here we go. Yeah, definitely has this the thing in the ring vibe. Uh-oh. This doesn't sound good at all. It's been a long time since you. You ain't coming out your show. 
All right, all right. I see what you're saying. I felt like there was a lot in her performance early on that also gave me big Flyleaf vibes. Uh, but even Flyleaf is like right on the edge. And there's a couple of the looks that her band has that also gave me like poppy vibes. Uh, but ultimately, none of this was as I didn't think this was as good as like anything from the Poppy album. This um, is no I disagree. It certainly is not. But I mean, points for trying something new, you know? You could just keep doing the same performance of your hit song over and over again. Or you could get with your team and say, let's rock it up. Let's make it a little spoopy. Let's, yeah, definitely get some spoopiness going on. For sure. Spooked. Yeah. So thank you, everybody, who DM'd me that. And I, I think we can agree it isn't new metal, but it's something. Look, Doja Cat does a rock-influenced album. I'm listening. I'm loving yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think that is the the main point, main takeaway for me is reintroducing guitars into the cultural mainstream is welcome. Yeah, there's a track, and I I've only listened to it once, but a, a couple people sent it to me. It's from the Birds of Prey soundtrack, and it's Halsey. I remember people telling me like, "Oh, this is Halsey doing new metal," and I listened to it once. I liked it, but I don't remember it being particularly new metal i think you need to go back but th- she's got a couple tracks that people have been like oh that's halsey doing new metal and i'm like ah, not quite but then she's on the machine gun kelly record and i listened to the song she did with him and i mean machine gun kelly our history with him is long and storied you come at the I'm- king you best not miss exactly uh but he uh but I listened to that song, it made me just think, well, I think Halsey should do like a pop punk rock record. That's what I got out of that. I think that uh, would be awesome. I think that'd be a great, great decision on her part. I mean, especially since Machine Gun Kelly got a number one record out of it. So um, that just, is um, unfucking believable. It's nuts. Also, I don't know. The vocals are the vocals are rough anyway thanks everybody for sending us that um also we got a dm from justin sliding up in sliding up in (laughs) he got the hybrid theory box set oh yeah baby bless you justin he's like i had to dig in i had to get it so justin um when he sent me the pick it looked like he'd just gotten it so uh dive in let us know how it is and most importantly i'm gonna need we need a DM pick of that oversized poster. Where are you trying to make it fit? Because it is too big. If possible, next to a normal size poster for scale. Yes, please. Yeah. Yes. Or the or just the album flat, so we know the album's twelve by twelve. So. All right. But yeah. Ju- Justin and I, uh, he's a fellow record collector, so we we've, we've been having a little conversation, and he told me that he also picked it up. And he said, um, the poster is indeed oversized. <laughs> Truth in advertising. Yes. Or, Thanks. Justin, if you want to send us a picture of it next to a quarter for scale <laughs> as well. Just put the quarter in the corner. <laughs> Just take a picture of your oversized poster next to things of varying size to help me mm. get an idea of what we're working with here. Yeah. May we would- get a trout. <laughs> Yep, yeah. a quarter. A sandwich, a sandwich. If you yeah. have a child, ooh, that, that would be great. great. If you don't mm. have a child, don't take one for this. <laughs> no, not <laughs> worth it. 
diminishing returns. <laughs> no. All right. Well, thank you, Justin, and enjoy your new record. Uh, we've also got to talk about who's emailing. Who's emailing? Who is? Well, I'll tell you who. It's JB. JB emails us with the subject of very old, very obscure addition to the long list. The 1997 album Pimp by Clown, stylized as Pimp? (laughs) I've been hesitant to recommend this album to the podcast since there's nearly zero info about the band available on the internet. A few years ago, I think I was able to find an old web archive version of their site from the 90s, which said they were from Colorado. However, I could be wrong about that. There are many metal bands named Clowns, so getting basic info has an extra level of difficulty attached to it. The reason this album needs to be heard on the podcast is since these guys were doing a fully formed version of new metal sound as early as 1997. Instrumentally, this sounds virtually identical to Korn's first two records, but there's far more Fred Durst-esque rapping going on. I don't know the exact month this was released in 1997, yet it likely predates $3 Bill, y'all. There are also traces of Chino in the vocals, but overall it's mainly in corn country for most of the album. We got a YouTube link here, and they say this track showcases a lot of the album. It's like a rap-influenced version of early corn. Not all the songs have rapping, by the way, though the songs with no rapping are less memorable since they're basically direct corn lifts. So, Matt, we have this track here. Let's take a listen and see. Let's see what we got. Bad news, guys. Oh. The video is no longer available because the YouTube account associated with this video has been terminated. Whoa! Who's taking out Clown? Oh, no. This is the censorship my mom keeps sending me chain emails about. (laughs) Oh, boy. (laughs) You know what? Jenny, you're right. The stylization of that name is truly fitting today because it's really, truly clown. But guys, Uh, I I don't know, but I might be back up in that ass because this is clown, uh, question mark, pimp, 1997 full album. We're just going to see if they have a hot open. How's that? Okay. Okay, I'm into it. Yes. <laughs> yep, sounds like it. All right, I'm going to go to 23 seconds. Why do I hate by clown from their album Pimp? Question mark. I gotta tell you, I was like, okay, 
we're dealing with some old school corn ripoff sounds going on here. But him in his best best JD on the chorus going, I don't even fucking know. We got we got to throw these boys in the lawn. We got to throw these guys on the. I'll (laughs) see. I'll see if I can get past the deep state and find some information on these these guys. All right. Well, I I would say that we should probably reach out to this has sub TV site because they posted it and are very engaged in the 23 comments. (laughs) All right. Then there it is. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna make some connections. We're gonna make some new friends, and you, and uh, yeah, we're gonna throw we're gonna throw clown or clown on the long list, and check them out. So thank you, JB. Uh, you know what? We already talked about it. We're gonna go back into those DMs. Slide back in. We got a DM from Derek Solberg. He said, suggested this in 2018, figured what the hell, might as well try again. Never give up. And uh, it's uh, it's the band Blood Simple. The song is called Straight Hate. He said, are they on the long list? So, as, as we learned last week, there is stuff on the long list that I have forgotten. Like Zebrahead. Totally forgotten. All right, so... Looking at the long list, there is an album by Blood Simple called A Cruel World. So that is on the long list. It also indicates that I do not have a physical copy, so I have not come across this album in my travels. But it's on the long list. I guess let's hopefully this link has not been taken away by the deep state. Mm. <laughs> now uh, they're coming it, for new metal. That's, um, the, that's the final straw. Final well, straw. you know, it goes... Alex Jones, Milo Yiannopoulos, <laughs> New Metal. Oh, That's wow. right. That's right. There right, it is. Here we go. Jenny, Matt, both of you for coming to this impromptu first meeting of the Blood Simple fan club. Um, wow. Tremendous. Incredible. Wow. Yeah. When you recommended them in 2018, did you send that song? 
I think in the last, I mean, since the Rona hit, we mm -hmm. have, you know, dug a little bit deeper to play more songs that have been suggested to us. Mm -hmm. But if you can, you fellow Roach Riders and Indigo Angels, include links directly to the song that you need us to consider to put them on a list, boy, that makes our lives so much easier. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jenny. Loved it. Derek. Come on. Sometimes you get a gift and you don't know how to appreciate it at the time. Consider this a message from a long lost friend saying, sorry, you were right. I looked back on it and in 2018, that suggestion you made was really good. And we've done a lot of albums that I wish we'd have done Blood Simple instead of them. <laughs> you know, and that's on us. So... All right. Well, there you go. Blood Simple, we're bumping you up. We're going to, I'm going to need more Whoa. of that in my life. Are we jumping straight to the short list? I, I mean, it's lived have. on the long list for two years. It's lived there. It's hung out there. And now is, and now is the time to get bumped to the short list. So, yeah. So, definitely. Wow. 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 Oh boy! I'm that means it's the within the next fifty episodes for sure. Within at least the next fifty. I just looked at the wiki. I looked at how long the record is, and I looked at how the producer, who the producer is. You guys, we're doing Blood Simple. It's gonna happen. I'm super hyped. Thank you, Derek. Thank you. Thank you for sticking with us, even though we didn't do it. But we're gonna do it now. So thank you. Jenny, I, I didn't I didn't label this properly when I sent it to you, but this is, I believe, another case of who is acknowledging our existence. Who acknowledges us? Well, no. I'll tell you who. Uh, Cameron Lee McKinnon was kind enough to say, we know Johnny from prison listens to the show. New prison sounds new metal AF. We got a screenshot of Johnny Crowder's IG, and I, I believe it must be this Cameron person saying... New Metal as fuck. Have you checked out the Roach Coach podcast? They reviewed your album for the New Metal canon. If you haven't, highly recommend. And Johnny Crowder says, we are blessed to be included. Bless. Well, blessed. Blessed we are prison. fucking blessed with that prison record, man. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Symbiotic blessings. <laughs> Just... Just a back and forth blessing. Forever. Back and forth. Yes. Forever. Yes. Forever and ever. That's very, uh, very nice. Thank you for uh, sending that our way. Thank you so much, Cameron. And uh, uh, we got to talk about a little bit of feedback we got on our Earshot episode. Feedback. Matt Lyon said, this episode started really strong, but started losing me midway. Don't get me wrong. It certainly has potential, but it felt too derivative of this week's Tool Town podcast. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. If you remember, our boys in Earshot, a lot of potential, but a lot of tool sounds to them yes jeffrey thomas says the room references showgirls references amazing things happen when you listen to roach coach people back in the day my group of friends would would give a hard time to one of our buddies who really liked this band by constantly calling them the wrong name like loot tool shot and tool two <laughs> i like tool two i like tool two <laughs> It's like uh, the it's the perfect amount of lazy. Like it just would get under your skin enough where you're like, you got me. Burns me up. 
Oh boy, you're you know what? That's 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 three gotems in a row, Matt. Shots fired. Brianna Wolf said the word potential was used so much that I was starting to think that y'all were just reading my old report cards. Ah, uh, hey, uh, you still got that potential, girl. Don't worry. Potential uh, lock, Brianna. Oh my gosh, don't we all? Don't we all? Austin Count says I had a fun time with this episode singing tool lyrics anytime one of the songs would start playing. Yet another got him. Yet another got him. Jax Lawson said, posted a pic of Earshot and said, half bar manager vibes, half r slash trash lady, trashy lady boners. <laughs> I and, mean, uh, not wrong. I mean, no. I've got to say this. We could call this Earshot feedback or we could call it Earshot Gottams because this is a solid stack of Gottams. Fire and hard. Solid stack of Gottams. But you know what? We're not going to give up on our boys in earshot because they have a ton of potential. That's true. And that bit is good. And also, I know, don't they have a second album? Oh, <laughs> God. Eventually do? I don't. Lauren. I'm sorry. I, I'm thrown out there like I don't even know. Let me, I let don't me have potential to remember that, I will say. Uh, let, let, me, let, me look at, let me look at the long list and see. You know what? They do have a second album, and I own it. So there we go. And I got it. Wow. I got it really cheap. So eventually, we'll, we'll get around to these guys again, and we'll see if the potential had stuck around. And... Finally, Jenny, it's going to be right now it's November, but soon it's going to be December, Christmas time. And there's a lot of things that you associate with Christmas time Santa hats, mm-hmm. trees, snow, trees. You also associate in flames, of course. Right. Always got to have that there. But another thing that you associate with the holiday season is gifts. And so we were talking about gifts that we would give each other in a pre, pre-digital age if we wanted to turn somebody on to some, some tunes. But we wanted to hook them in fast. And there's only one way to do that. It's with greatest hits. That's true. What greater gift than a hit? And so we thought it would be fun that all three of us would pick one greatest hits album by any artist that we like new metal or not and uh we would gift it to the rest of us and to our listeners and uh talk about it on the show and so yeah so in december we are all uh for three weeks going to all do a surprise gift of a greatest hits by a band or artist that we uh, feel like we would want to gift to the rest of the group and to you, the listeners. And we hope that you enjoy our gift. If you don't, it's fine. It's fine. Receipt in the bag, baby. Gift receipt in the bag. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Some of these might be like, say, your aunt knows you like rock music and you get a kid rock CD. Even though you don't like Kid Rock. But you have to say, oh, cool. 
Thank you, Aunt Lori. <laughs> wow. I haven't heard this one yet. And she'll say, he's from here. And I'll say, you know, I've heard that. And then you just, she stares at you and she says, well, are you going to open it? And you're like, well, I can't return this fucking thing. So, but you do open it. And then you own a Kid Rock CD. That's a tale so, from my personal life. I was gonna say that felt that felt very vivid and real. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if we're overselling it or underselling it right now, but that's what we're doing in December, you guys. And that's true. we think it's gonna be a lot of fun. And if you listen to the episodes and you're like, "What is this? I can't believe you're doing this to me." Do not worry, because then we're gonna close out December. We're gonna close out 2020. Which what a year, right? What a year. Mm. We're gonna close it out. Special two-parter app. You're going to love it. You're going to love it. It's going to be great. So December, surprise gifts, greatest hits. It's all coming together for you. And then we're closing out with a two-parter. It's going to be hot. And we hope you join us for it. And that is it for... Oh, sorry. (laughs) I was just going to say, I will get to the opportunity to be the aunt giving you a gift you don't want in the situation. (laughs) (laughs) It's that sort of... 360 wrap up putting a bow on it that i live for so thank you in advance there you go. yeah so yeah so something to look forward to uh or something to dread either way it's coming on the coach and that is it for who's tweeting thank you so much for sending everything in keep on sending them in facebook twitter instagram send those recs also to our email roachcoachpodcast at gmail.com and now it is time for the album of the week, Grade 8 by Grade 8. Jenny, when did this album come out? This album was released on February 11th, 2003. That's a come down record. That is a come down record. Jenny, I think I already know the answer to this, but any history with Grade 8? No, sir. None whatsoever. How about you? No history. This was a record that was recommended to us quite a bit. I feel like I've been staring at this album cover for a couple years now. But yeah, no no history with it. And I certainly did not recognize any of the songs. Matt. Yeah, definitely has been recommended a ton, but I have never listened to it until today. There we go. Jenny, who's in grade eight? On this record, we have Ryan Tooker on vocals, Dustin Tooker on guitar, Guy Coutier on bass, and Scott Carnegie on drums. All right. So there we go. Uh, Producer on this album. This name sounds familiar, Jenny. This seems like a familiar person. Ross Hogarth sounds familiar to you? haven't we met ross hogarth isn't that somebody or am i am i putting that together i mean let's see i mean he he produced van halen okay so, maybe that's what i know him from you know <laughs> when van halen when the halen's the only healing that you'll be needing i mean we i hear ross and the only ross i ever really know is robinson that's true. Let me look at his all music credits real quick because I'm 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 like this guy. This this seems like he did something, but looks like he did some work with Cold Chamber and Devil Driver, and 
Uh, oh, he produced Dark Days. The oh, Cold well, there you album. go. There we go. I do want to say, I think I mispronounced the bass player's name pretty egregiously. To... Okay. So, so I want to try it again. Do it. I think it's Couturier. But if somebody's listening and knows the answer to that, please reach out. Let us know. Sound it out for me. Sound it out. I just, I was going to let it go, but it was haunting me and, and I had to go back. Sometimes you got to go back to the scene of the crime to find out that you are the killer. So Yes, I think, I think it's safe to assume that I am in that case. <laughs> Oh wow! Uh, Jenny, this, got, this guy yeah. mixed uh, the Cold Chamber first record. He was the vocal engineer and vocal producer and mixer on Cold Chamber's first uh, self-titled. Okay, so this guy's deep in the Cold Chamber. He's hanging out with Dez a lot, uh, which really makes him perfect to come in and produce this record. Because Jenny, we got two genre tags here. We sure do, and they're new metal and rap metal. Nice. Holy crap, he was producer on the Scorpion King soundtrack. What? <sighs> he was in the produced the Resident Evil uh music from the inspired by the motion picture. Wow. There and you go. Oh, he was the producer oh, no. on Freddy vs. Jason. <laughs> Holy shit. So we probably have just I've... heard this guy's name twenty times. <laughs> I was like, what are you talking about? Never heard of him. Never Don't heard know of Ross Hogarth before. Kick him out of my house. Literally Kick him out of my memory. The last five weeks, we've had Ross Hogarth joints galore. All over. I just don't remember anything <laughs> i the deeper i get into uh parenthood the more true that statement becomes for me yeah absolutely the wikipedia i gotta tell you you know we talk a lot about a lot of bands on the show that don't get a chance that have like their brief moment things don't quite work out but i feel like grade eight based on the wikipedia story here got less of a chance than a lot of these bands so this record um, did not sell well. Uh, it only sold apparently less than 10,000 copies. Whoa. Yes. And mm. it did not chart, nor did it singles. And it was basically they were on the OzFest schedule, and then suddenly they were off it. And because uh, their record label Lava basically pulled all their tour funding and said, this is this is a lost cause. We're not going to put any more money into this. And... Ouch. Yeah. <laughs> and ouch. Yeah, the, the way it's described here in the wiki, uh, they had joined Spineshank Spine for a club tour in the spring before taking the second stage slot on OzFest 2003. Suspicion rose, however, when Grade 8 and Depswa abruptly left the tour in mid-August, Early reports cited an apparent loss of tour support funds, which was not commented on by the band's publicist. It was also noted that neither Grade 8 nor Depswa had managed to sell 10,000 copies of their albums upon leaving OzFest, suggesting that their labels, unsatisfied with their commercial success, had discontinued their tour support. Both bands joined Chimera for a few club shows in late August. And then basically after they were dropped, they fired some members. Oh, Tim Tooker, the bassist, was fired by frontman Dustin Tooker. 
Uh oh. Awkward. Uh-oh. I think I would imagine the the Tucker brothers. I I feel like they got to be the Tucker brothers. What are the chances that you're in a band with a guy with the same last name as you and you're not related to him? I feel like that the chances of that are very low. When talking about the album and its style, Dustin Tucker, frontman, explained that the album is just an honest expression of how we feel. We wrote a record we're huge fans of just being music fans. And lyrically, Grade Uh-oh. 8 contains aggressive <laughs> prose of confrontation and perseverance reflected in the liner notes photography, which portrays various elements of a boxing ring in a dark and gritty fashion, can confirm. I do have a physical copy of Grade 8 here. And it is it is a very aggressive packaging. You really see the nuts and bolts literally holding together a boxing ring initially i thought it was a wrestling ring but i realized now they're going for more of a boxing thing uh we do have a shot of the band on the back um we got some jerseys everybody's got um the uh the wife beater tee uh couple in white one in black one guy's got some tribal tats and this font i can only i don't know if this is impact font but i feel impacted by it and Jenny, did you see any origins of the name of this band? Anyway, I didn't, but they started in 1996. So could it have been that they started in grade eight? I don't know. That's an unfounded conspiracy theory. <laughs> but... Uh, yeah, I'm not really sure. Okay. Well, if uh, if anyone knows, write in. Let us know how these guys get their name. Um, yeah, so yeah. Um, yeah oh, yeah, this was a big thrift. Um, I don't remember where I bought it from, but uh, the price was $5. Not bad. So Great price. You Thank you. Thank you very much. Um, also, there is another old friend whose name we have not forgotten – on the credits here this album was mixed by toby wright whoa a true gentleman a true gentleman one of the nicest guys in the world so we've got we've got some pros behind the boards helping these guys out on their debut it did not work out sales wise but is this a situation of promotion or is this a situation of content we're gonna need to listen to it all right. Well, let's do it. Uh, the first track on this record is called Brick by Brick. Get a vaccine! 
think we can all agree that that is certainly aggressive right yes, off the bat. I agree. It definitely gave me a, a lot of like a, a hardcore vibe, which I enjoyed. Yeah, they're they're really right in the center of a hardcore new metal sound. It it never is quite too hardcore. It is never it's really still mostly new metal on that front. It's a hot open. The riff is nice. It makes sense as the single, makes sense as an opener. I was uh, I was like all right. You have my attention. You have my attention grade A. Jenny what did you think? I agree. I liked it. I think it definitely did stay in the new metal zone. If it had breakdowns, that's where we would have oh, yeah. waded into those hardcore waters. But I liked it. I thought it was a pretty sturdy open. Like I wasn't really sure. I had no idea what to expect with this. Um, when I was listening to it, I hadn't really seen the album art. So <laughs> after seeing that it's all like boxing ring themed, it made a little more sense. Uh, but I liked it. I thought it was a solid open. I had fun listening to it. Matt, what'd you think? We definitely got a come and get it feel from this song. Like a boxing ring, that makes sense. Where it's like, yeah, get in here. It's time to throw down. You, <laughs> you aren't ready. And I don't think uh, most mostly we are. Um, at the same time, I have a problem with the mix. I think the mix is a little flat. Toby Wright, a gentleman, a scholar, but I was waiting for that thing to kick in harder. And maybe I was waiting. What's that? Sorry, I was waiting for you to say Toby wrong. <laughs> Toby Wright. Yeah, well, for this mix right now, <laughs> Toby wrong. I'm sorry. I'm not proud of that. <laughs> That is, I mean, it, the thing that did strike me, though, listening to it was that it's fine, but it, it, yeah, it's not, it's not transcendent. And like listening to the album three times, if there are a couple other songs in here that if you had told me they were the single and not this one, I would have believed you. Like this one makes sense as an opener. It works. Mm-hmm. Um but I don't know if it necessarily stands out any more than... But we'll get to it as we go through. Lyrically, I went to songmeanings.com because I thought, give me a hand, you guys. Really, no one is there to give us a hand. It's a, it's a veritable ghost <laughs> town. There's literally <laughs> one comment on all the song, on, on just on this song. and uh, But it doesn't disappoint. It's from XX Acid Rain XX. And they said... I'm the first com- first to comment on grade eight. They are a really a great band. I am very sad that people don't see that. Their lyrics don't really mean anything to me, but I would love to have a mosh pit to them. They got some powerful pump and talent on the instruments. Grade eight rocks. Hey. Hey. Their lyrics mean nothing to me. <laughs> Your lyrics? They mean nothing to me. But wow. The, but the, the talent pumping on those instruments keep it pumping hey who could argue yeah um in regards to what this song is about two theories 
um, it's either about how we've created a terrible world or that we've he has created a world in his head with painstaking precision. I don't know. I, I this is why I went to song meetings. I was like, you know, what what are we talking about here? You know, no, no one was able to help. Yeah, I mean, I I'm kind of leaning towards like it being like a pretty bleak one. That like this is this is this world that's kind of in a in a in a tough place, and we have built it brick by brick. You can go back through and see all the decisions that we made that led to this moment, and um, you know, considering the current state of things, I I kind of felt like, hey. I don't think he was wrong. Prophetic, maybe? P- perhaps. Perhaps. And there was a music video for this song. Hidden had to go to Vimeo to find this thing. What? And yeah, not on not on YouTube at all. When I initially Googled it, it took me to a 30-second snippet that was on Facebook. And I said, this can't be right. This thing's got to exist in full. And there it was, hidden in the in the depths of vimeo and actually a pretty quality version and uh i gotta say i think it makes a couple errors um it doesn't show the full band performing together until the second half of the video there's a lot of shots early on where i cannot even tell what they look like and it seems like they just shoved various members of the band in different places just for the hell of it and it doesn't look like one guy the guitarist is shoved in a car and it looks like a very uncomfortable place to play a guitar and then the lead singer is singing while sitting down on the floor, which is there a harder position to sell tough guy lyrics than having to sit on the floor? Maybe he was grounded for being bad. <laughs> I had not considered that option. That is true. I had, I had not considered that option. You didn't uh, think this- that he was a bad boy. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. I didn't think he was a bad boy. I thought he was a good boy. Uh, yeah, the second half of the video, they are all performing together on a roof in broad daylight. Another bold choice. I feel like most of the time we see these bands performing, it's in the darkness, sometimes in the rain. A lot of sewers. A lot of sewers. A lot of, or, or you're in a in an abandoned warehouse, low light. But yeah, these guys, roof at noon. See you then. See you then. Got a cloud in the sky. We're we're doing this Beatles style. Yeah, baby. Jenny, do you have any other comments on the video? (laughs) No, it was just, it felt like a pretty straight ahead video of that time. There wasn't anything about it that I thought was amazing or or terrible. Just was a serviceable video. There we go. Up next, we've got Headcase. I'm a whole attack, I can't rip and roll 
Matt, you have the face of a man with an opinion, and I would like to hear it. You know, I'm listening to this, and even uh, Brick by Brick uh, kind of made me think this, but I've never heard a hardcore vocalist go hardcore butt. But that's <laughs> what I'm hearing. Like, it's not a butt dive in the traditional sense, because it's vocal, is like... On paper and historically, his voice and the way that he goes for it ticks a lot of boxes for me. But there's something that he's doing that's in the cheeks, baby. He's in the cheeks. I don't think I'm wrong. I hadn't thought of it that way until you brought it up, but I can definitely hear what you're saying. Yeah, I think I I think you're right, Matt, because when I was listening to this, I was trying to think of why it didn't hit. And my initial thing was just that it was too late. 2003, too late for this. But I thought about some other bands that had come out around this time that were making it work, but they also were leaning towards either a full-on butt dive or they were incorporating the smooth boy vocal, which this is steadfast refusal there's no smooth boy vocal i think at all on this album and it's like they're hitting you with this hard bludgeoning sound they have the hardcore almost rap vocal but it is it's corny but just slightly just like a tinge of corny because there's a blanket sincerity on here that really comes through like i i wrote it for a later comment a later song but there's nothing on here that sounds like a pose and this record for you know your thoughts on derivative coming late to the game these guys don't sound like like honestly i was like this is grade eight i know who these guys are this vocal feels very much them. Yes. Like I'm not listening to this. I'm not hearing, I'm hearing like a style, but I'm not hearing a sound. He doesn't sound like he's trying to be Des. He doesn't sound like he's trying to be Jonathan Davis or anything like that. He's being, he's being himself. He's, 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 uh, he's being Ryan. And can't argue. Can't yeah. argue with that. Yeah. And, um, so the pa- so whenever I felt on my listens that maybe it was it was not grabbing me in the ways that I hoped it would vocally I felt the passion that was always there and we're gonna get into it because this passion is consistent and the first thought that came into my head when I was rating rating this music in my head I went back to an old roommate of mine my freshman year of college. His name was Lee. And he once referred to something very emphatically. He went, this is fucking decent. And that <laughs> that's it. That's what it is. It's like, it's not decent okay. It's not okay. It's fucking decent. If you're going to be decent, be fucking decent. And that's what these guys are doing. All right. Look, I'm not going to argue with a word you just said, okay? 
<laughs> Guys. We're, well, we're leaving the bait out for you to step in the trap, Jenny. So oh, Yeah. We're Stop prepare. trying to entrap me. <laughs> Stop trying to <laughs> get me in that that whole nag trap. Oh, yeah. I the old nag trap. The old nag the trap. The old nag uh, trap. She ain't what she used to be. <laughs> Oh, so true, so true. All right, up next, we got One Wish. listened to bombs over baghdad before they wrote this song i think the guy the guy holds his own he's he doing he, good yeah he's fucking decent he's fucking decent but what's this song about because all my theories are crazy or at least two of them i have therapy aliens or reconciliation those are the three things that I felt were going on in there. I had no guidance from songmeanings.com. Jenny, thoughts? I mean, I think it's probably a, you know, a lost love, maybe not romantic love necessarily, but like a, a disconnected relationship of some kind that you you just keep hoping will connect or, or come back together and it, it it never does that's what i got from it and the one wish is that it would i mean if you say a wish it won't come true mm. so i wouldn't expect them to come out and say it that's right but yeah that is what i would that's what i would guess the wish would be that's true that's why when someone asks you is that is was that your wish you have to say no comment like a senator in a scandal. No comment. No comment. I can right. neither confirm nor deny yeah. if that was my wish. wish. Not without my lawyer present. That's what I always say when someone's like, what did you wish for? I say, not without my lawyer present. 
was a really tough eight-year-old at birthday <laughs> no, no, my, no, no, I wished for more wishes. <laughs> and a 12-inch hog. Yeah. Oh, you know, every year that's my wish, and it never comes <laughs> never true. never comes true. Oh, <laughs> just Jenny. want a micro pig. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's been my wish as long as I can remember. Uh, Throwing pennies in the fountain at Livonia Mall. Just. Uh, Muriel, I just want a 12 inch hog. I know. Write it on my Christmas list. Never arrived. 12 inch so. hog. Uh, uh, well, well, Jenny. <laughs> it's tough. It's le- tough. I mean, you just leave some hints around the house for Mitch. Yeah, you know, that's a good idea. I just start leaving little scraps of paper around and say, I want a 12-inch hog. We'll see how that goes. <laughs> I'll let you know. I'll report back. Please do. Please yeah, it'll be do. like breadcrumbs around the house. That sounds good. Thanks. I feel You're like 2021 is just going to really... The year of the 12-inch hog. <laughs> oh, yeah. That is the Roach Coach Zodiac. So... <laughs> true ah <laughs> uh, yes perfect all, all right. right up next we've got adrenochrome adrenochrome So grade eight is big Q and honors. They're just huge into Q. Oh boy, I don't know if we should smear them in such a way. Oh, this I'm... is definitely a "fuck the haters" song, in my oh, opinion. I think you're absolutely right, Jenny. I mean, for one, the song starts and you just have this repeated line of "I hear you, I hear you loud and clearly." So the first thought is testing out. It's 2003, cell phone technology still really in its infancy you know he's letting you know you have a clear signal to him but then the song starts and he says i hear you running your mouth like you got it all figured out i said there you go that's the stuff right there yeah yeah and then we get to the core i'm sorry jenny you go you please well i was gonna say you get then you get to the chorus and I believe this is our first use of the ironic uh-oh, because the uh-oh isn't for him. It's for you. Uh-oh. Trouble's there. Hmm. So I like this one. This one had a nice little bounce to it. I um, 
I enjoyed this one. I had fun with this one. I mean, it's a fuck the haters song. So, you know, I mean, here's the thing. If you're going to have a fuck the haters song, it better be pretty good. Otherwise, the haters are going to be like, you couldn't even diss me right. True. Yeah. True. Matt, I'm curious, where did you get Q here? Oh, Adrenochrome is in the Q conspiracy. Um, it is what the Hollywood elites are uh, taking from children. Oh, the- I see. Mm-hmm. So at this time, would that have been? Because isn't that the same thing that they said was happening at Bohemian Grove? Bohemian Grove, I thought was more ceremony of 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 sacrifice ritual rather than mm. chemical extraction this is this is chemical extraction for a drug to be sold on the black market when i'm Let's actually see. reading about the chemistry and no adrenochrome is a, crem- <laughs> a chemical compound with the blah 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 produced by the oxidation of adrenaline that's all i mean i get what matt's coming from why you would assume that though because when you google adrenochrome the first result is the wikipedia the second result is how QAnon became obsessed with it the third result is the truth about it the fourth result is the dark virality of a hollywood blood harvesting conspiracy <laughs> so yeah it's um it has uh it has some some baggage as wow wow as it stands, I think this is just a fuck the haters song. Right. And <laughs> yeah. and uh, if adrenaline is fight or flight, they're ready to fight. Oh. True. Listen, vocally, this guy I honestly when I heard this, I thought this guy would have one of those necks that was as thick as his head when I heard these vocals. He does sound like a bad boy Billy. Like But but when you see what he looks like in the music video, he's built like me. He's pretty thin. But you know what? He and might buddy, be a scrapper. you look great. I love this new haircut. Thank you. Listen. Sharp as haircut, a tack. This haircut. Okay. Your COVID cut. My COVID cut. All I know is I went in for this haircut. It took an hour. And at multiple moments the hairdresser very nice girl would call over the other hairdressers and say does this look okay does this look all right to you and they would boost of confidence they would assure her that she was doing great do you go to a barber college to get your hair cut uh no this was just a girl set up a chair in the street um and (laughs) uh and then she would turn to me after they'd give her advice and she said did you go to a place that said haircuts let's see how this goes I went to haircuts with a oh, Z. Oh, with a Z? Oh, yeah. With there a Z. You go. That was my mistake. And then she she turned to me and she said, don't. I, I'm only asking them because I'm a perfectionist. And I said, oh, well, that's <laughs> a load off. And uh, I can tell you that. Um, this haircut is really, perfection. My haircut. Yeah. And uh, I, yeah, I was just really glad that I had the mask on so that it was just all my eyes. I just kept my eyes very calm. And uh, But you know, my lips were saying, it. what the fuck? What is happening here? Yes. And then uh and then also at one point, I mean since we're talking about my haircut, let's just go all in. Yeah. Uh, they discovered apparently a wasp nest in the lobby 
above the chairs. I thought and, you were going to say in your, in your hair. I was <laughs> like, like, what, what happened, buddy? Are you okay, man? <laughs> no, they discovered a wasp nest in the lobby area. And when did you become got, a Rasta? <laughs> I mean, you know, it's the 2020's been wild. And uh, and the girl goes, oh, there's a wasp in here. And this guy getting his hair cut across the way goes, uh-oh, I'm allergic. And I was like, yeah, you, shut up. Like, relax. It's it's not. I was. I'd never been madder at somebody saying I'm allergic than in that moment when we're in this pretty large room, and somebody saw one wasp, and this guy's like, I'm 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 allergic. I'm like, you're dead. That's it. It's over for you. In wow. that moment, I never disliked anyone more. I was madder at him than the woman who's cutting my hair, like like literally hair by hair. At one point, I was like, I cannot believe how slow this is going. I have plans mm, it's been an actual year since i've had a haircut wow i know i know how do you feel hairy <laughs> i'm weighed down but i don't want to get covid so i'm just fucking dealing with it and eventually i'll probably take some some kitchen scissors and whip up a, a youtube tutorial and see <laughs> see what my uh chicago cutlery scissors can do on this bad boy wow what you wouldn't what you does 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 mitch have any any uh hair cutting abilities that you know i'm mitch is just like naturally good at everything so i'm sure if i was like could you give me a haircut he'd be like let me see what i can do and i'd come out with like a perfect shag or something you know but he once cut his nephew's hair. He'd never cut anybody's hair before, and it just looked like perfect. And I was like, ah, dude's good at everything. So, you know, it's not a complaint, but it'll make you not want to try to do stuff if you don't have to. I will say that. Just like, let Mitch do it. There it is. All right. Well, All right. let's keep going. Let's keep going. Uh, up next, we've got Get It Out. that he sang out but this song makes me laugh every time because he sounds like sam kennison (laughs) when he's screaming that he sounds like sam kennison screaming and i couldn't not hear that that's it that's all i have to say about this song i uh the thing about the repeated gotta get it out 
when I first was listening to it in my car, though, was I, I kept thinking about, like, is this song about, like, a really persistent stain? And he's just working really hard. He's tried everything on this thing, and he can't get it out. And everyone's like, you listen, this shirt, I know it's your favorite shirt, but it's a lost cause. You got to let it go. And he's like, no, I got to get this stain out. I got to get it out. And looking at the lyrics, I don't think that's what it's about, but I'm, I feel like I can't, I can't abandon that. This is not a perspective piece from Lady Macbeth's point of view. <laughs> what if? What if? Ooh, what if? What Just if? saying, we haven't run into that yet. That's a good one. Matt, where do you stand? Sam Kinison, Staines, Macbeth? I, um, I don't hear the Kinnison, but that doesn't mean that it's not there. Um, I will say this is my favorite song so far. By a lot. I wrote in my notes, you'll be bobbing your head and be like, oh shit, I'm, I'm, I'm in it. I'm in it. Yeah, this is, this song takes me on the trip. Like I, I'm, I'm there. I like this one. This song is mad like fucking decent. There you go. Not just fucking decent, mad fucking decent. Wow. There we go. All right. There we go. We like yeah. get it out. Yeah. Because once again, the passion, it's there. You feel it. It's. It, it, he doesn't sound like he's phoning it in. He's not phoning it in. He's a hundred percent that dude. And if it's blood, if it's just a a, a, a gravy stain, whatever it is, he's got to get it out. Mm. Trying to eat a wrap on the road? Probably going to wind up with a little bit of Chipotle ranch on your shirt. Let me tell you, <laughs> one of the great mistakes of my life was attempting to eat a taco while driving a car. Oof. You Dude, guys, I, I was... I w- as it was happening, I go, I'm blowing it. I'm blowing it here. I'm, really- I'm assuming this was a crunchy taco. You bet. You oh, bet. yeah. I was, I was <laughs> you don't like, want it to get soggy. Yeah. 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 Because I realized, I'm like, I'm moving. I'm not. I'm going to be in this car for at least 45 minutes. I've, I've got to eat it now. And it was, that is the worst. <laughs> it was a very bad experience all around. You go soft when you're driving because you go soft because you, you, nothing gets you hard, baby. Um, okay, not when the car is moving. Everything has to stay soft. Not with it's like that how you can't access hog. your phone. Um, oh, no. <laughs> oh, no, no. Uh, but no, yeah, you have to get the soft shell taco because you can roll it up tight. Yeah. Listen, lesson learned. Lesson truly learned. I've never made that mistake again. There's a price to pay for consuming the crunch on the go. <laughs> I, that's I paid a, it. That's taco. I, that's old taco wisdom. I paid it. I paid it. <laughs> yeah, I've done that too. You know, I just, when you want a crunchy taco, you want it immediately. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, hey. It's very true. Now I want a crunchy taco. All right. All right. Well, up next, we've got Empire Falls. Things will never 
I know they've got a boxing ring on the cover, and that's the iconography here, but might I suggest making that ring a little more colorful, putting some extra padding on them turnbuckles, getting this track over to the WWE. This is wrestling entrance music. Empire Falls. Come on. Step into the realm. Realm, i.e. the ring, the squared circle. Let me throw you off the side. End your life. Oh, my gosh. This is wrestling music, 100%. Who's in charge of the WWE now? Triple H? Someone mail him this CD. (laughs) It's still Vince McMahon. It's still Vince McMahon. Okay. (laughs) I we should know. we should send it to maybe AEW. I think they're a little bit more Jenny, ethical. You're I mean, hardcore AEW. I can I mean, guarantee that, uh, AEW. Can, that this song is right in their price range. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, do him a favor. <laughs> I'll be like, I've watched approximately seven of your programs. <laughs> Let me... <laughs> Let me send this your way. I'd like to to give you an intro, but I agree. This definitely does have entrance music vibes. Get ready for um, that Shaquille O'Neal and Cody Rhodes feud because we you know, I'm ready. Cuz we're about to play Empire Falls by Grade 8 during the entrance music. Maybe that'll be Shaq's entrance music. Maybe he'll Maybe he'll defy all of our expectations of hearing what's up, Doc, and just come out to that. So, I don't know. I think this is perfect for it. I think this is perfect for it. This is this is off-the-top rope music. This is chokeslam music. This is, this is it. This is it. The first time I heard it, I said, if a wrestler has not walked out to this song, somebody needs to do something about it. Stat. Hey, something to consider. Did you watch the Bucks win? No. Okay. Cool. Had <laughs> no. to check. I felt I'm telling you, I know I've talked about this on the show before, but when Lauren said I was like 
hardcore AEW, I have held the need to be like, I don't know anything. Don't <laughs> at me. Don't ask me any questions. Just let me be a casual observer. I'm very Please casual, don't. but you made me just Google AEW and I saw the Young Bucks won. Uh, so I had to. What did they win? I don't even know. They, they won the title. They won. Oh, good for them. They won the tag team championship. I'm proud of them. Yeah. <laughs> I'm terrified. I'm terrified of gatekeeping fanboy men. And I'm not proud of that. I get but... it. I get it. Lord. All right, let's keep going before I get emotionally killed. Uh, up next, we got Let Him Know. I mean, really, just tell us your opinions on all wrestling channels. <laughs> oh, oh, gotta disappear. <laughs> Pop, pop, everybody drop. Pop, pop, everybody drop. You got a good thing, give it four times. There you go. Charles, uh, Charles, good to see you, buddy. It's good and, to be here. Um, I gotta say, this uh, this guy's been doing a lot of rapping on this record. I think he's pretty good. How, how do you, how do you um, how do you compare him to some of the top MCs in the game? Top MCs in the game. <laughs> Let's see. Um, I mean, he's holding his own. He's holding his own. He's no King Kendrick Lamar. He's no King Kendrick. But Certainly he, not. But Certainly he, not. He's doing good. He's doing good. I mean, he's no Charles Manson. I mean, truly, there is no other Charles Manson but you. I mean, I'd say he's at least as good as Jack Harlow. Hard to argue. Hard to Hard argue. To argue. <laughs> but much less popular on TikTok. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. True. Very true. Charles. Um, yeah. Are you still grounded? Yeah. But I, I was. I heard. I heard beats, and I was. I. I was able to get out of the video store in the basement for a minute okay. and make it over to this microphone. All right. Everybody, well, know I'm coming for you. Pop, pop, and drop. Yeah. Oh, there he goes. Oh, oh there he goes. Yeah. He, All right. He, well, he, at least he, he's somewhat respectful of his grounding. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jenny, first of all, pop, pop, everybody drop. <laughs> True. Second of all, what did you think of the song? Um, I... I liked it. I thought it was all right. It's probably not my favorite song on the record, but that's okay. Like, I I guess, like, you know, it goes back to that whole fucking decent thing. It's fucking decent. It feels like a very proficient record. It, it seems, I keep coming back to where it's like serviceable. It all sounds very like 
low-key mean, but I don't mean it that way. I just think it's, it's, you know, it's all right. It's not necessarily listening to it in this way and discussing each song. It's not necessarily like that anything is like really grabbing me or really getting me to be like super hype, but listening to it, it clips right along. Uh, it's a fun listen. It's definitely like kind of background. I think it's more like background. Like this to me could have been a, like a tough guy montage soundtrack. You can just imagine a lot of like dudes kicking each other to the song. I definitely agree with that. This is definitely good for, yeah, guys kicking other guys off of buildings. This is also good weight room music, you know? If you if you can't get into the uh, into the wrestling ring, then at least get into the training facility at the very least. The thing about this song is I wrote my notes like, did you drop this song in 2000? 99? I think you're, you're right in the moment. Yeah. But, two, but 2003... I I think it's too late. I really do think it's too late. It's the come down, but but even then, people are already. I would say like a hardcore rap metal sound is not the wave in two thousand three. It's just not. I mean, just thinking about like you know, Limp Bizkit is going to put out a record that's you know half soft ballad songs, basically smooth boy songs by the before the end of the year so it's like the the tide is turning um that said let them know what are you letting them know about grade eight they're too hot to handle they're too hot to hold and they're kicking holes in your living living room floors oh that's a new one a new thread i hadn't thought of before so just if you invite them over have the flooring guy on speed dial because you know it's gonna be trouble. Come on don't over. don't call it stomping because they're kicking through the floor. They're not stomping through the floor. <sighs> That's oh man. Once again, they're you know a, a little bit. These are the these are the weird little things I'm looking for in the lyrics that kind of go okay. See, I would have loved if they would have finished the Bobby Brown song uh, and said too hot to handle, too cold to hold. They called the Ghostbusters and they're in control. Mm. Matt, well, if you, if you're hoping for a cover, you're in luck because we got one coming for you. Oh shit! We really do. Well, I mean, let's yeah, let's keep on the let's keep on the track to the cover because we do need to get to it. Yeah, uh, this isn't it, but the next song on the record is called Chances. <laughs> Chances are Chances are Memories inside my head, good and bad, I wish I 
chances are i'd be dead if i never lived never left oh i was like never lived that would also be true yeah facts only uh facts i mean facts uh i mean listen the thing is is like most of these songs dealing with very similar themes that we see in a lot of these albums but this album for whatever reason i think it's largely the delivery Every single one, I'm like, this is a true story. Every single one could be like the beginning of Britney Spears' Lucky. This is a song about how <laughs> chances are. And I'd be like, yeah, 100%. I believe him. You know? So, you know, just the same way that I knew that Britney Spears' Lucky was definitely about a girl named Lucky and not about anything else. Don't don't try to read too deep. Don't look for what you don't want to find. No. Oh. Oh. She's still trapped, by the way. She is. I was just reading about that today. Free Britney. I can't believe it. Here we are. Sucks, man. It's such shit. We're, we're what, 14 years, 13 years into this? They're still saying Free Britney. It's insane. I agree. All uh, right. Up uh, next. Did you have anything oh. else to say about chances are? <laughs> chances, Jenny. Oh, no, I didn't. Uh, it seemed pretty straightforward. I liked it. I could see people relating to it. Free Britney. There you go. <laughs> All right. Up next, my personal favorite song title on this record, Deal With It. My only way This is a good time. This is a good time. It isn't there. The variety level isn't very high. It's, the songs have a similar sound running through it, but it's not a bad similar sound. And it, it's a good time for, for a record that did not sell for a record that we didn't really ever, ever hear about. This is honestly, I think on the, on the higher end of these kind of records, you know, like you said, Jenny, it clips along. It's an easy listen. We're rocking. The passion is real. I think it's another thing that can kind of kill me is, is sometimes listening to these records when you can just feel a guy kind of phoning it in or, or you can tell somebody told him like we need this certain type of thing. And, and this guy, I buy him a hundred percent. 
and uh you know but we're not we're not getting dragged into any sort of like awkward smooth boys i feel like everything they're doing is things that they want to do i think the description that i read at the top of what type of album they wanted to make these guys made the album they wanted to make trends be damned I can't argue with you there. And I wonder, like, I mean, according to Wikipedia, they'd been a band since 1996. So I do wonder, like, how many of these songs were just kind of tried and true, you know, and they finally they had up. their, yeah. yeah, they finally had their chance to make the record. And so we get these songs because, like, when we're saying, like, this, if we heard it in 2000, 2001, whatever, like, I would imagine that's kind of when these songs originated, a lot of them. Yeah. Definitely. I mean, especially since, yeah, if they're making the record in 2002 for release in 2003. Oh, yeah. These are probably, you know, mainstays. Plus, I mean, we haven't really talked about it. The band's tight. They all sound good. Matt, how's the mixing feel for you? I know you were kind of unhappy I, up top. I, I'm still fairly um, un, unfazed by the mixing. I, I, it's not a dynamic record. In the mixing, it just kind of feels like all the levels are capped, so there isn't anything that's going to come above and screaming out to you. It's like even when there's a drop-in, it feels very measured in in the mix. I would agree with you on that. It does it does miss some special oomph. It doesn't have a yeah that extra oomph, the extra grit, that extra like. Wah! That just is like, what the fuck was that thing? I'm not even going to speculate. I've never mm. mixed a record, so I certainly don't know what the fuck I would be doing. So. I uh, I watched and Andy Wallace's. Bit... Is... And no, it wasn't Andy Wallace, was it? No, it was to- Toby Wright. Toby Wright. It's Toby Wright. Toby. Toby Wright. Yeah. Yeah, man. Can't be wrong. Well, well, he can't be wrong. <laughs> he can't be wrong. He's Toby Wright. I watched a little bit of Ken Andrews' YouTube channel in which he gets into the nitty-gritty of producing and mixing. And what I can tell you is mixing seems very hard. And it also is one of those things where the pressure, you are serving many masters when you're doing a mix, from what I could tell, based on what Ken was telling me. When he didn't get into the technical nitty, when he gets into the technical stuff, I'm, I'm out because I don't, I don't even know. I mean, he's talking about plugins and all these things, and I was just like, "Whoa, whoa!" And whoa. I know, I know, right? Plugins, plugins. Are you like, like a software program? Yes, software programs similar to maybe something that like Will Putney might have put out in the world, like the Manifier, the Manifier. Let's check and. Yeah, but when you're when you're mixing a record, you are according to Ken, you are trying to serve the band, but you're also trying to serve the label. And the and producer. Other, and the producer. You have all these things coming into play that you're trying to consider. And I, I don't know, it seems like an incredibly not only tedious process, but nerve wracking process is the vocal too high is the guitar too high are the drums right no thank you i can tell you that watching ken andrews calmly describe the mixing process i was like this is hell 
<laughs> no well, I mean, it's wild because like we haven't talked about mixing too many times. I mean, Andy Wallace comes up often when we're speaking about mixing. And that what you just said made me think of the At The Drive-In record, where they hate that mix because they think it's too smooth. Mm. J- Jenny, if you were to mix a record, mm. what okay. would you do? Well, first thing I'd do is get a lot of guitar strings. <laughs> ah! Wait a minute. How many are how, we talking about? How here? many? Oh, probably, let's say between seven and ten. Whoa! Yeah. And I'd attach them all to a stick at the top point. So they're radiating out in a circle. And I'd go in to where the band is and I'd shove the stick at them and I'd say, You boys have to mix the record. <laughs> and then I'd make them do it. So basically, oh. you'd make a, a, something that you would punish a cat with. <laughs> yeah, or play with a cat with. But yeah, I would make a powerful stick with the guitar uh, strings, and then stick. I'd yes, and then I'd do something to make somebody else mix the record because I uh, I don't think I have. I don't think I have the ear nor the patience. So respect to anybody who is out there mixing records. All right, but I still think my plan is good. I so. think it's a good a good plan because I seriously I was like this is this is an unorthodox way. Ken did not talk about this on his YouTube channel, and I was like, oh, she's gonna have somebody else do it. Genius move. There we go. There we go. If you're interested in having a record mixed, just let me know. All right, <laughs> up next, we've got Frozen. You left them by my side. By my side. Never found it. Got a little bit just happened. Eyes focused and gotta have it. Hands shaking, body breaking. Something going down. What? How you blaming for a clown? Have a whole lot, or you think it's so hot all around. But you're done now, sort of with a kiss from the lips of a little sitch. We got rapping and we got chug here. So I'm on board. Also, what an experience to be left paralyzed slash frozen. And I get that overall imagery of what's going on here. Being paralyzed, being frozen. But the, the line, you're left by my side, you left me by my side. I mean, basically, he just left him alone. Right? Yeah. Am I overthinking this? <laughs> I, I mean, he might feel that he might be abandoned. 
Okay. Yeah. Once again, I I feel like a lot of these songs um get these to the right people and they're connecting. 100%. They're connecting. You know what? Okay. Maybe I maybe I need to say Lava Records, what were you doing? You couldn't sell this to the kids? You couldn't sell this to the Ozfest people? What are you doing? I am surprised that there aren't uh song meanings breakup comments on this particular song seems like a lot you'd get a lot of like yeah this song's totally about me my ex-girlfriend left me paralyzed she left me alone these lyrics are exactly what i'm going through right now Brittany. if you're reading this Take me back. Yeah. I guarantee there's a fucking story. I think you guys are right. Like, where Lava sold him a bill of goods to get him to sign. And then they signed in in, like, 2001. Like, September 10th, 2001. To start recording the record in early 2002. And then uh, the world fell apart. And then they they got stuck or screwed or something happened. The other thing that's happening in some of these songs is that they they're good songs. They're fucking decent songs, right? Yeah. At the same time, they're missing. They are missing kind of an X kind of missing that thing that's really pushing them over this is a great record one if they would have been able to make a record two with well they did they didn't make a record two they did they did but it was not on lava it was on hold on it was released the following year so they got this thing right out wow it was released in august of 2004 on sound barrier records and it's called Resurrection. Mm. And um, they stuck with their font. Good for them. And this also has the genre tags in New Metal Rap Course, so they doubled down on it. I'll be interested to hear that one in like three years. Yeah, for sure. Ooh, they added another member who does electronics. Uh, we got to hear this record. We've got to hear this record. <laughs> Hey, a well, quick question about this record, though. Um, how respectful yeah. of mm-hmm. our time is it? Uh, this record comes in at 42 minutes and 52 seconds. Way respectful. Mad respectful. Fucking respectful of our time. That's right. All right. Up next, you've got Smoke and Mirrors. Yeah! Watch me, watch me, I am a 
going to Ross's rules on this one. Ooh. Gotta rewrite that chorus. You gotta. You gotta you gotta pump that up. You got you gotta do more. Okay. Matt's saying it needs a rewrite. This one I you know, I thought it had a sturdy riff. It felt very familiar sounding to me. Like I couldn't place it if it sounded like a one to one to another song. It just sounded like a song that we've heard a lot before. Um I would say, I mean, penultimate track on the album. I mean, sometimes you just gotta, you just gotta get it done, and because you gotta get home, because you got, you got a sandwich with your name on it waiting for you. Mm. Ah, classic sandwich waiting. You just know it's there. You just gotta get to it. I felt that here. So yeah. I didn't uh I didn't mind this one. If this was earlier in the record, maybe. But uh yeah, you know. Sometimes uh, you know, smoke and mirrors and he writes down, you know, I know you're kind. It's clearly a, a bad relationship breakup song. Who hasn't felt manipulated to a point where it's like, How did I not see it? The tricks. Mm. This is why never date a magician. Multiple reasons, but Agreed. There it is. <laughs> Jenny, did you never, ever date a magician? Never date a magician. No. No, no, no. I have had a strong no magician stance since I kid you not high school. Because there was a dude who was like, uh, I will say, circling the group of people that I went to high school with. I don't think he'd call himself a magician. He calls himself like a practitioner of the magic arts. I can't remember exactly what it was. It's like a mentalist or something. I fucking hated this guy. He was always trying to do tricks and be like, what do you see here? And I was like, get away from me, dude. Like, no, I was having none of it. He had this weird hat that he'd wear that had like a, I'm just identifying it now. He had this like band of Wait, connects around did, uh, it. Was it mystery? Did you? <laughs> no, but he had some mystery shit going on. So this guy, I'll just tell you, because fuck it, we're here. He'd take the connects off his hat and like use them to like rub a girl's backs, right? So I always thought he was like this fucking dirtbag creep. He like hooked up with a couple of my friends and I was like, why would you do that? You should be ashamed of yourself. He's disgusting. But then years later, like we're all off and graduated. I think he was maybe like a year older than me or something like that. He, my younger brother was like, oh, like my friend is hanging out with this guy, like much younger. And it was this fucking magician. And my brother was like, yeah, this guy like rubbed her back with connects. And I was like, is it this person? And she said yes, and I said, "Stay away Run from magicians." Ah, uh, stay away. What are you doing? Don't date somebody that's a magician, because then you got to go to their shows. Okay, think about that. Good point. You got to watch. You got to watch the tricks. You got to watch as they're the being magic. developed. Right. Sure, that's right. Also, you're gonna get dragged into being an assistant. 
You're going to drag into being the lovely assistant. Until you get traded in for a younger model. Then you just got to watch. You know? I don't know. That is that is the other worry. You know, you're there. He's cutting you in half. And you're thinking one day he's going to want a younger, thinner person to cut in half. Will I still be that person? And and eventually, you know, 15 years in, you're saying he guessed your card wrong just out of spite. Is that what you want? You don't want that. You don't want that. You don't want that. So, uh, good advice, Jenny. Very good advice. Thanks. Probably this, you know, is going to unearth the most magical road rider or <laughs> indigo angel. So, I'm sorry if I've offended you. But, you know. You, you've got to have a line and that's your line. It's my First Amendment right. There it is. <laughs> joking um yeah smoke and mirrors magicians i i i don't do it we got one track left i've been waiting for this it's a true it's a true staple of the genre to do a cover and grade eight's not gonna let us down here uh so track 12 is called celebrate is happening oh rare earth is being taken for a ride that's what's happening credit where it's due you guys they make this their own you are not you are not going to mistake in the grade eight cover for the original they they put it they gave it the they gave it the eight treatment 100 percent uh I wrote nothing more new metal than a cover. Uh, when this came out on the first listen and I realized it was a cover, I laughed out loud. I, I was like, oh, shit. And then and then when I realized it was the last song on the album, I went, oh, shit. <laughs> that's a, I don't know if I know this choice. song. Can I play the Rare Earth I Just Want to sure. Celebrate? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Let's just check that.
Can you hear that, Lauren? I cannot hear that. Okay, I cannot hear it either. Oh, shit. So I'm just watching you we're enjoy watching, it. I was like, I'm watching that. Like, have a great Did you time. want to personally listen <laughs> to it? <laughs> Sorry, I'm like jamming over here. I know what happened. No, one of us should have said something much sooner. Yeah, I was like, wait, is he? Oh, <laughs> I'm like in it. <laughs> and you guys are like, oh, I know exactly what I did wrong. <laughs> Let's try that again. You can leave that in. I think that's. I think cool. I'm not gonna leave that. In. <laughs> One second. Here we go. One, two, three, The album cover for this is fucking insane. It's like six cartoon faces on a cartoon earth. Uh, It is unbelievable. Check it out. Rare Earth, One World. This is the type of song that I will always associate um, with the time that I had a storage unit. And uh, and it was an indoor storage unit. And every time I would go there to get anything out, or when I had to move everything out of it, they were playing Jack FM. You remember Jack FM, right? Where the voice would go, "We play everything." everything. Oh, and what yes, that meant yes. was it was just AM radio '70s stuff. You know, like Bohemian Rhapsody, Journey, Boston, More Than a Feeling, KC and the Sunshine Band, like over and over again. And uh, this was definitely part of that rotation. I remember going through like a real existential crisis. How many times I heard Boston more than a feeling. I remember the first time hearing it and going like, I like this song. And then hearing it again. And I was like, okay, we got to stop. And then they kept playing it. And I was like, you need to get this song out of my fucking ears. By the end of my time at that storage unit, I really, really did come to loathe the Jack FM. We play, I mean, honestly, if it wasn't that voice going, we play everything, I'd be like, you fucking lie. You lie. You do not play everything. Your playlist Mm. is anything incredibly narrow. Needed to bring your earbuds in there with you, bud. Uh, Listen, I know, but I got these weird shaped ears and when I'm moving around, the earbuds fall right out. So I'm at the, I'm at the whim of Jack FM. Mm. As were so many people in the mid to late 2000s. Yeah. Well, Jenny, any thoughts on this cover? Uh, No. they. <laughs> I agree. They they made it their own. Well, then there you go. That is the album, Grade 8 by Grade 8. And uh, it is now the part in the show where we talk about... Cannon talk. Talk about the cannon. I'll start. Uh, this album is rock solid. It's fucking decent. It clips along. It's a very easy listen. If you are going for a run, if you're trying to get your reps in, if you are looking to enter the ring, be it AEW, WWE, wherever, backyard wrestling, this is perfect music for that. It never transcends the sound, but it is passionate and true. But I don't think there's anything for the canon. 
but I didn't have a bad time. Jenny. I agree with you. I really enjoyed listening to this. It felt sincere. It was fun. I bet it would have been really fun to see them play live. But there wasn't anything that stuck out to me for the canon. Not mad we listened to it. Not mad it was suggested. How about you, Matt? I I don't think I'm going to break new ground here. I, I think they're missing a specific thing. Like that X factor to take them into canon territory this is a fine effort a good record dare i say uh a fucking decent record his voice is really good but i don't think he's using it to full effect wish the mix was better these songs need a a a pass through again for hooks they need some more hooks that's it. They they got they got riffs, but they don't have the hooks. And um I think a a good example of that is um when you when they change tempos on let them know. It's like what what are we doing? Couldn't write a hook to fit what you had cuz what you had was pretty I was in it already. Mm, there you go. Some harsh, some harsh but fair criticism from one Matt Nods. Um, I'm proud of you, Matt. A lot of people would be a little afraid to criticize a hero such as Toby Wright. Toby Wright's amazing. I mean, we don't know the story is, I think. We don't. We don't know what was going on, you know, in the mixing room. Who was calling what shots? Who was saying, mix it this way, don't mix it that way? Well, who knows how this was recorded. Right? Also, we don't know in which the circumstances in which Toby Wright was even brought in to mix. It may have been pitched to someone else to mix it. That person may have gotten seven to ten strings, attached them to a stick, and then forced Toby Wright to mix it. Somebody else to mix it. To do it. Mm. Look, I may not be the first to come up with such a method. We don't know. You know? You might bring this up to Toby and be like, hey, so the grade eight record, <sighs> listen. He just slowly reveals a stick with guitar strings all <laughs> over like, it. Listen, I get PTSD when I see one of these because it reminds me of what I was forced to do. Uh, well, there you have it. Nothing for the canon, but we had a good time listening to our boys in grade eight. And I think we all agree we do want to see what happened on album number two. So one day i think we'll be revisiting these boys and that is another episode of roach coach thank you so much for listening keep on saying hello online facebook twitter instagram send us an email roachcoachpodcast at gmail.com uh coach with a k of course and uh send us your recs send us your questions send us your ideas we want to hear them all and until next time jenny thank you lauren thank you Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Bye bye. Bye. Bye.